3: Welcome in to another edition of Brewcast, a fun one pre-draft edition of Brewcast. We've got a lot to get to with... You know, what guys are going in the draft this week from Michigan, reflecting on some careers, because it is a big weekend. Good to be back with you guys after missing last week. I was on vacation, couldn't find any time to get the pot in, but uh, feels really good to be back. Back with you guys, introducing now and bringing in, as always, my co-hosts, Chris Castellani and Anthony Broom. Guys, how you guys doing?
4: We missed you a lot last week, because I, f- I went back and listened to that show. I am... I am but a sidekick. this is a here this is a, a show where we will be discussing heroes and things like that. Um, draft heroes, movie heroes, wh- whatever but uh, I am no hero. I am a sidekick. I am an in the shadows guy. We needed you last week and uh, glad to have you back.
3: Hey, thank you guys. I, I appreciate that. it's good to be back. I love doing the show with you guys.
2: Oh, my, is it my turn? Yeah, <laughs> so. Chris. How you doing, man? <laughs> uh,
3: I'm, We're still I'm, flustered. Uh,
2: yeah, no, I'm doing well, man. It's actually nice out for once. I got uh, the windows open in my room here for the first time in in months, so uh, that's really nice. And we got uh, got some stuff to look forward to, definitely. Obviously, with the draft coming up, and what a week uh, this coming pa- up. Yeah, no, uh, and this past uh, this past year had a hell of a senior class, especially defensively for Michigan, or if you include Rashawn Gary, uh, just upperclassmen in general. And obviously we got end game coming out. Uh, I'm going to be seeing it on Thursday. So we got some, you know, it's kind of slowing down a little bit as far as sports, but we still got some topics to cover.
4: Yeah. Mother nature giveth and mother nature, nature away because for as nice as it is outside, I have the house open up to might hear some kids running around in the background. Uh, they're not mine. They're the neighbors. Uh, Ice cream truck is was just down the street. Uh, that's all fine. Did you get? Did you get some? No, man. I don't, oh. I'm not much of an ice cream guy these days. I'm trying to, trying to make good you try to get you.
3: You work out. at you work in that summer bot or what?
4: Uh, well, this week I'm running a 5k on Sunday. After I spend like, all all weekend like sitting, sitting in the house doing draft stuff, I'm gonna run a 5k on Sunday. Um, I don't know. It's just I. Ice cream is good, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I've moved on or grown up from it. Cause <laughs> if you put, if you put a bowl in front of me, it's going to be gone. But uh, I was just going to say like, as nice as the weather is, and it is beautiful outside. I pulled the grill out uh, earlier today. The pollen is killing me right now. Like the allergies I'm dealing with are probably the worst it's ever been. Like, right before we recorded, I was just like laying on the couch in the fetal position, like (laughs) trying to breathe, trying to muster up the energy to like, I I
3: was going to say you, you do sound like just a little like congested or stuffed up that that's the allergies. I feel I'm defeated.
4: Yes. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Um, stuffed up, congested. It's just like, have you ever seen the video? It might have been a vine or, or some kind of Twitter video, but like some dude in New Jersey, I think it was New Jersey, he took like a forklift and like ran it into a tree and all the pollen just like flew oh, off the tree. Yes. Like a giant yep. cloud. Looked like the smoke monster from Lost. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what I'm going through. So if I feel, if I sound a little down today, um, I'm just pushing through. It's a big week. Uh, Chris mentioned Endgame. We've got a Marvel Cinematic Universe draft coming up a little bit later on. Uh, we've got two game sevens in hockey on Tuesday night. Got obviously NBA playoffs going on, baseball in full swing, uh, God, you name it, uh, Kentucky Derby, all that good stuff next weekend, which is sort of to me always been like opening weekend for spring because that's when you really start to see people uh, kind of out and about and doing all that stuff, and then Game of Thrones on Sunday. The it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty big one. It's like the Game Seven of the World Series of Thrones. So. Next, I, like- I, wanna,
3: I, I, wanna, I, I just want to get this disclaimer out there. So I'm a huge Thrones fan, but uh, my girlfriend has been catching up. She wants to watch it with me. So I haven't seen either of the first two episodes of the new season. So no spoilers to me, please. I, I would appreciate no, that. You
4: won't, you won't get any spoilers. Um, but man, she said two years to catch up and she waited till now.
3: She, well, she had, she didn't even, it, it wasn't even catching up. She just never watched it before. Uh-huh. And then just like, <laughs> like, like started out of the blue sort of thing. And then, uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm,
4: I'm going to walk on eggshells on that one. I don't want to use this pod to like <laughs> shake, shake, <laughs> of, any feathers been, or shake. The I, I
3: will, I will say that the, the Twitter feature for muted words is uh, it is amazing. I'm probably going to have to, cause I probably won't even be able to go catch end game here this week. I first, I I still got to see captain Marvel. I I've, I've really been struggling, been behind. I've been so busy. Haven't we been talked able about to go this last
4: week when you weren't here, uh, I never did tweet out the list, but I think Chris and I decided you don't necessarily need to see Captain Marvel, especially because she said she's been saying a little press tour Like she filmed this before they filmed Captain Marvel. So it's not even like, it's really just backstory. It seems like yeah.
3: it's her origin story, right? Captain Marvel. Yeah. It yeah. was
4: one of those standard MCU like origin movie. It's good, but um, nothing, no spoilers. There's not really anything in it that you're like, whoa, I need to know this before I see Endgame. It's more, it was more of an appetizer to me, yeah. but that,
3: that was really fun last year when infinity war was coming back uh, out. I went back and, and watched them all except for like the Hulk, I think is the only one I missed, but uh, it, it was such a nice journey. Like I did that with the star Wars movies when episode seven came out and it was just fantastic. I love doing that stuff.
4: Well, that's enough. Uh, like Chris in last week's show, we basically put together like the list of what you need, like, if you're, um, you know, like you said, your girlfriend's catching up on, on Thrones. If you're someone who's just like, okay, I don't have a whole lot of time. I want to go see end game. I want to be in on the hype. Uh, we gave like what, probably six or seven movies that you need to watch. And maybe I will actually like tweet that out after this show or throw it in the description or something. But, um, of all those movies now I'm rewatching them right now too. Uh, I think. Uh, Actually, early today, I watched Doctor Strange and then Guardians of the Galaxy volume two. So I'm only like I only got to watch a couple more before I see it Friday at seeing it 815 in the morning on Friday because I just won't be able to make it Thursday with the draft. So uh, I'm excited. We'll we'll get to Marvel stuff later on, though. But um, yeah, it's 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 an exciting week. Like spring spring has
2: sprung, my friends.
3: Chris, how hype are you for the for Endgame coming up this week? I, I know you've been doing like a lot of movie reviews and everything.
2: Yeah, I uh, I mean I'm I'm trying to decide if this is the most excited I've ever been for a movie because I, I would say it's between this and Force Awakens. The only reason I I slightly just ever so slightly lean Force Awakens is because it was a longer wait uh with this you know infinity war you know it feels like longer but it only came out a year ago
1: yeah Uh, it it
3: feels like endgame kind of just got sprung honestly like when it when i saw the trailer it was like right when captain marvel was out for for the most part i was like what in the world
2: like that's yeah well that was the plan all along to film it back to back and in fact i think originally they were going to call it infinity war part two um which i'm glad they didn't uh So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm insanely excited. I'm, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be emotional. It's going to be epic. And, uh, I just, I can't wait to see where this, uh, where they go on this journey. Uh, there will be, uh, you know, they're really marketing it as the, uh, the end. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of finality to it, but, uh, I would say the the better way to put it is end of an era as opposed to end of a franchise. Um, yeah, they're not going to stop making a movies. Well,
3: I, I got to ask you, I got to ask you this, though, and I don't know if, you know, if this is Infinity War spoilers. I don't know if that's a thing, but it it's not really but like
4: it's, it's been a year. Like, yeah, it's, it, but yeah, it's
3: not it's not an Infinity War anymore, is it? Because don't didn't the Infinity Stones like kind of when he snapped his fingers, they like the glove kind of busted, right? It, it might. I well, might mis- that.
2: Well, we the we don't glove know. did, but I don't know if the stones did. Okay, I gotcha.
4: I think the gauntlet is like fused to his hand. I think that's going to wind okay. up being like a plot point. So, um, because yeah, it was like smoking. And yeah, stuff yeah, and they, that's what. Yeah, which I'm really like. Like I said, I'm really glad they're not. They didn't split it up into like one movie into two movies because then that movie probably just ends with the the snap and then they cut to credits like. I don't like that. Like, I like that each, every movie is gonna be like it's it's each little its own little package. So yeah, I, are, I you, know guys, are you guys
3: are you guys like con- confused at all at, at the way that they release the movies? I know they've had a master plan since it's all came out, but like Spider Man Homecoming, uh he's like that is gonna take place before Infinity War, right? Because like, no, I,
2: wait, Homecoming or Far From Home or Far From Home, Far From Home. Sorry, you know, from what I've heard, it takes place after. Oh, I, I thought it
3: was that, okay, because I thought the, like, the bus scene is, is him coming back,
4: like, from the
3: that, thing I, or I would
2: love to see that, but I don't think that's the plan. I think it's going to take place after.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you just want to go full theory, like, we know, this isn't a spoiler. Like, we know all of the Snap characters are going to come back. Like, that's yeah. not a spoiler at all. Um,
3: they spoiled that in the opening trailer with Ant-Man.
4: Being uh, it's it's not even that. It's like there's going to be a black Panther too. There's going to be a strange too. Like they have, there's been rumors of all these movies already. It's it's more about the journey and how it happens. Uh, I think it's very possible that it could be both a sequel and a prequel to infinity war. I think they're going to be doing some manipulating of the timeline here. Um, Yeah, we'll see. So I, I don't want to go too deep into that because not that we we'll be going down a rabbit hole. But well well this
3: seems, this seems like a good time as any to let everyone know that uh, well we got to get some draft talk here. We're gonna have our own draft of characters in the MCU universe MCU universe coming yeah. up well, that's that's redundant that's, isn't it that,
4: that sounds like yeah. ATM machine. that was but... that was the oh, wow. that
3: was yeah that was the uh from from the department of redundancy my apologies yes. but uh <laughs> it's all
4: right you're rusty you haven't been here in a while yeah
3: right exactly it's been it, it was a good vacay all right so we've got that coming up here but uh want to get uh some draft talk in here because could be two potential well I don't. I don't want to say could be two potential first rounders. I think it's almost a guarantee. Michigan's going to have two first rounders taken on Thursday night with Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush. And rightfully so. Sounds like uh, I, I just saw that was uh, tweeted out just now that uh, Dan Patrick was talking with Rich, or excuse me, with uh, Mel Kiper, and uh, or Mel Kiper said today of Devin Bush. Quote: I think he's one of the best football players in the draft. So. Uh, I also saw that Mel doesn't think he's going to fall past 11. So that could be two, two picks for Michigan in the top 11 coming up here on Thursday.
4: Yeah, I actually, um, I love the draft full disclosure. Probably. I like obviously that's been, (laughs) if you guys follow me, you know, that's what I've been doing like the last three or four months. I just, it's been a deep dive, just trying to get ready for the weekend. So it's pretty much plug and play for me um, as far as the full-time job goes. But um I have a strange feeling that they have an outside shot at three first round picks. I think that and we'll talk about Chase. I think Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush, those two are givens. Um, I do think that there's a chance Gary falls, and it wouldn't surprise me to see Bush drafted higher. But I, I think that there's enough there with Winovich where someone maybe takes him like in those last few picks of the first round. To me, he's definitely probably a day two pick, but um and we'll talk about each each guy and where they stand here, but uh, you know it's not it's not one of those classes where Michigan's sending eleven or twelve guys into the draft like we've seen before. But I think what they what they are sending this year, outside of Zach Gentry, uh, I think are, are guys that may not may not make it to Saturday. I think that most of those guys will go pretty early on. Uh, the pre-Jeff process has been been pretty good to a lot of them, so I'm excited for it. Though I mean it's the draft can be a drag especially thursdays thursday's fine friday is is cool saturdays where it gets kind of draggy because then you see guys guys start coming off the board that you've never even heard of that you can't possibly prepare for and it's literally like eight hour it's just eight hours of you know monkeys announcing draft picks or someone doing a draft pick from space like it's it gets a little ridiculous <laughs> it it, it
3: it it has turned into like gimmicky you know I love dude I used to watch both days of the draft when it was Saturday Sunday like I I, I watched it all it was amazing I, I kind of don't like that they've gone this you know Thursday Friday Saturday sort of route I understand why they did it but I used to love that draft weekend it has gotten a little little bit gimmicky
4: yeah they stretched it out for TV like I I miss I miss the Saturday Sunday uh part of it um uh, rather just kind of get it done all in one you know, in two days, as opposed to three, especially on a weekend like this, where, you know, Thursday night, you were talking about how you've got all the keywords for Thrones muted on Twitter. I have just about every MCU related term muted on Twitter right now, because Thursday night people are going to be coming back from that. And I'm going to be, you know, we talk in Minnesota Vikings, draft picks, and things like that. So um, I have protected myself there and that's why I wanted to go 8 a.m. the next day, because quicks it's a you know, I'll be working, I'll pass out quick turnaround can jump right back into it the next day. So, um, it's, I love the draft though. I mean, especially when we, we watch a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of these names we've like Greg little possible first round pick, you know, second round pick, uh, whatever, some of these five-star guys, it's, it's fascinating to see, you know, a lot of these names we've heard since they've played in high school And, and to see them go and, and, you know, now it's, it's a time where some of us or, or me or some people on staff have maybe done interviews in the past with, um, kids as recruits. And now they're going to be in the NFL. It's, it's cool to see that journey realized. And I know it's a little dry, uh, but you know, this is, this is better football to me than whatever the AAF was the five or six, seven weeks. It was, is, was around, uh, you know, these are dreams realized. And, you know, I think that, uh it's fascinating because no matter what any draft analyst tells you, they don't know anything. Like this is all like every it's, it's like the 14 million possible futures. I keep going back to Marvel in this. Episode. <laughs> like if someone ends up, so a guy could end up with not to pile in the lions, but you know, let's, let's just say if Rashawn Gary was drafted by the lions or he fell and was drafted by the Seahawks, it's a pretty good chance. His career plays out differently. Um, that's just yeah. an example between two teams. So it's yeah. fascinating to me to see where guys wind up and the, the fits more than anything, especially the quarterbacks. Um, I think we've seen a lot of average to good quarterbacks benefit from, um, you know, systems like Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, Jared Goff with the Rams. I don't think those guys are anything special. Like, um, you know, Andrew luck or, or some of these other kids were coming out of college, but. Um, they may wind up having more successful careers because they've had the right team around them, the right coaching staff around them, play calling, all of that. So uh, it, it really is fascinating to me. Um, and you hate to take kind of a negative view or like, Hey, you know, God, Dwayne Haskins goes and plays for the giants or he can sit and play behind. Uh, I don't know. Just throwing it out there like Aaron Rodgers. It's just, it's amazing to see the what ifs and all that are, are just fascinating to me.
2: Okay. Well, I've been talking the least of you three, and the reason for that is I'm like I can't say I dislike it, but I'm just I don't get super into the draft. To be honest, uh, you know, like I'm I'll probably check my phone after I get out of Endgame and say, "Oh, hey, Rashawn Gary got drafted by this team. Oh, Winovich got drafted here." I, I it bores me uh, to be honest. Now I'm I'm excited to see where these guys land. Um, the last couple days or so. And and you would know more about this than I would. It seems like Devin Bush's stock is and even Winovich to a certain extent, but Devin Bush, um it has their stocks have been rising a little bit. Uh whereas Gary's has been slightly falling. Uh now I one of the strangest things to me in all of sports is the Wonderlick test. Um just the fact that it's it's a thing. But the only thing that's weirder about the, the test itself is like people who suck at it. Like I've, I've taken it and I got a pretty solid grade, like better, a better grade than I got in most of my, in most of my tenure going to actual school. Now, Rashawn Gary today apparently got a nine out of 50. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know if that has to do with his, uh, stock dipping a little bit. My question, I guess would for, for both of you guys really is. What is it that's caused some concern? I mean, not a ton, but just a little bit of concern for Rashawn Gary. Is it his... I guess, lack of production in the, in the three years he was at Michigan. Is that it? Yeah, and that's that's the
3: thing. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because I was going a a to sneak on this. this. Yeah, I, I wanted to find a way to sneak this in, too, because yes uh, is, is pretty much the only answer to that, because he was very good at the combine. His measurables are outstanding. Most people look to the you know lack of production on the field through his years, even though I retweeted a video today uh, that really kind of – you know, uh, how do you want to say it? Pretty much called bullshit on it, you know, for the most part. Because Rashawn Gary wasn't was an effective player. You know, you could you can say what you want about his numbers, but his numbers don't really speak to his game. And there's a a funny thing that's been going on that I've noticed. The same people that talk about Rashawn Gary and how he's not going to be a good NFL player, how he's going to be a bust all because of his lack of, you know, college production, are the same people who happen to be super high on DK Metcalf because he was a physical freak at the NFL Combine, even though his college production was trash. I'm like, you can't have it both ways, you know. And in fact, it, college production's probably more telling for a receiver than it is for a defensive end in a certain scheme, especially because DK Metcalf was in a spread offense. Like Ole Miss was designed to get guys like him the ball, and he still couldn't get the ball. So I, I, I've I been noticing that the well, same people the are, thing, are.
4: The thing with DK, too, is that he's coming from an offense where, um, you know, I, I think his quarterback, Jordan Tiamu, is going to get drafted. He's probably like a fifth or sixth round guy, but he was also in an, He had some injuries. He was in an offense with, Demarcus Lodge, who's maybe a, a a second day guy, AJ Brown could be a first round pick at wide receiver. Dawson Knox is probably a second or third round pick at tight end. So um, that quells the questions about productivity a little bit for me. But I think your argument is dead on um, about lack of you know freaks and, and lack of production. Um, the thing, let's just talk with Sean Gary. If I'm and I've, I've thought a lot about this and, and I, I'm not as high as, on him as a draft prospect as a lot of these teams allegedly seem to be. Um, I did put a board together. It doesn't mean a whole lot because I'm not a professional scout or anything, but uh, I, th- I have him at t- number 20 in this class. And, and the thing, this is the thing with me is that I, I don't understand why he's being listed as an edge rusher to me. He is a you know an end in a four or a three four or a three tech in a four three defense. Like he, I, I've always even coming out of high school, I thought he was a, like an suit type of player. Um, so I you know the when you look at this edge rusher class, um, you know Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, Montez Sweat, Brian Burns, all of these guys, he doesn't stack up there to me because he's not that speed rusher. He's not that guy. That, that'll it's gonna come off the edge and get to the quarterback. I don't think it's a his, his effort is being questioned, and and I don't know if I question his effort. I'm um, I'm just not sure if he's a big time player because in big games, like I can't really, I can't even really remember if there's a, there was ever a game at Michigan where Rashawn Gary took over. And I know his role in the defense was, you know, it was not to just get after the quarterback. He was, an, a, you know, a run anchoring defensive end. He was eating up blocks. He was, you know, big reason why a guy like Chase Winovich was able to be so successful. But I think what what's sort of telling about his impact at Michigan was that when he wasn't on the field, I don't think their defense really suffered all that much without him. And um, it's... Chase Winovich on that defensive line was the tone setter for that team. Um, now, yeah. mind you, neither of them did anything in the Ohio state game. And that's, that's something on their legacy. They're going to have to live up to. Um, but with Rashawn Gary, uh, the Wonderlick, I think the wonderlick score comes with, you know, the, these scores. I'm surprised these scores didn't lack a uh, leak earlier. Apparently Kyler Murray didn't do very well on his either, um, which may be coinciding with what seems like his stock falling a little bit going into the draft, but I don't think Rashan Gary is a stupid player. I actually think he's a very smart kid and a well-spoken kid. Um, and I know there have been some people that that question his. I don't question his love for football. I think he. I know he loves to play football. I know that he's a guy that um, is gonna, you know, that that wants to do well and and do well for his teammates. But I don't know if that fire is there to be great because. He was a monster at every level. I mean, there as an eighth grader, he was a monster. But when he got <laughs> to college, he never like he never really rose to the cream of the crop. And he's a very good player. I don't understand the edge rush. Like even at, I would feel a lot more comfortable about him if we're if we're talking about him as a as a defensive tackle. Um, and maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I don't see it. Um, he's a freak athletically. He has all the tools. He checks all the boxes. Um, but I just don't see it as an edge rusher and, um, in this draft, I like, well, I think, I better, think he's both better players than him.
3: Do, do you don't think he's both Anthony? You don't think he's pretty interchangeable in that regard? Because I I think he can be an effective pass rusher. I mean, I, I look at some of his like measurables and, you know, for, with mock draftable, he's, uh, he's, his highest comparison is actually Bradley Chubb. You know, I, like, I think yeah. he, I think that, he, he can be a very good D tackle but I also think given free reign like given the oh, he's
4: definitely versatile I'm not saying yeah. you pitch and hole him into defensive tackle
3: no no I'm right just right. I'm just saying I think he can I think he can be an effective pass rusher at the next level like, I think
4: it, he can I think he can too um I don't think that's his best fit but I think he can um and it's up to a team to, to find that best fit like like we just talked about fits with quarterbacks and all that so um I know his legacy at Michigan is always going to, people are always going to call him overrated because the second he stepped on campus, people expected him to be, you know, a 15 or 16 sack guy. Maybe that's our fault for overhyping him, but um, you can't help, but feel like, and Jabril was the same way. You can't help, but feel like there was something left. Like, yeah, it just well, left a little bit to be desired. And, uh, I, and I, yeah, I don't understand. I, I don't understand the venom that he gets but I do understand and empathize with feeling like more could have been done in his college well, career.
3: Well, let me ask this because I think like this doesn't make sense to me. If, if we're looking at, you know, guys that produced on the field, why is David long not projected to be a first round pick? Or pro- I, I think I saw like a, a round three pick like David long was incredible. Statistically, in college and he's got pretty good measurables. Like why is a guy like that slipping into possibly
4: day two? You know, what's weird about that is that it's because nobody threw the ball at him a whole lot. It's like, I don't know if they're like, people don't know if he, he's a guy that is, And I don't have his stats up in front of me. I should probably pull it up, but um, you know, teams love these ball hawking playmaking cornerbacks and, and, and he's not exactly that, but I think he's really, really solid. He's not as good as Jordan Lewis, but um, people overthought that with Jordan Lewis too. And he is, I thought Jordan Lewis has played pretty well his first two years with the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. It's, it is strange. Like you talk, you see players with, it seems like more often than not more finished products. If they're not a star, like TJ Hawkinson is a finished product. Um uh, Williams is a finished product. Those two guys should be like pro bowl type guys right away. But it seems like guys that are tick below that you don't start seeing them come off the board to the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, because the quote unquote upside, isn't there. You see all these guys with the the quote tools, uh, get drafted ahead of them. Um, it's a little weird in that regard. I think whoever drafts David long is going to get a pretty good player. Um, now at, at times I will at times at Michigan, he was forgotten about because simply like he took away half the field. No one ever threw to him, threw his way. We talked about guys getting beaten coverage. It was Brandon Watson. It was Lavert Hill. You never heard David Long. Um, and I think that um, maybe it's because part of it might have to do with the fact that when they went up and played against Ohio State, guys like Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, guys, those, those two probably second or third round guys at wide receiver, kinda blew the doors off of everyone. So maybe that's maybe that's a little bit of it too. But um you know, when you talk about when you talk about what he brings to the table, I mean I, I think you can I think you can plug him into the slop nickel dime packages and he's gonna be really good right away.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis.
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like,
2: like, like, I'm. Go I'm, 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 oh, ahead, like Chris. Sorry. Yeah, I, I just want to chime in on this real quick now, because you you guys have have talked about it way more articulate, articulately and uh, more knowledgeably than than I will. But my my one the it keeps sticking in the back of my head, the lack of production criticism for Rashawn Gary, and it wouldn't if it wasn't consistent or if it was consistent, I think of two players, both on the defensive line who, who were, who were similar. Jadavion Clowney hit Vincent Smith, had a huge sophomore season and then took the next season off yep. and got the number one pick. And I remember there were a few people who, who, who questioned his effort, but for the most part, but it didn't bother him. Guy got drafted number one overall. And the other guy is another person who's in this draft Nick Bosa played two games, got injured and then quit. And I don't blame him for that. Right. You know, he was going to be high in the draft, but I think for, for the criticism to fall on Rashawn Gary, who, yeah, I think probably should have done more uh, statistically in his time with Michigan uh, for, for that criticism to be heaped on him and not on other players, uh, whether it be current or in the past or in past drafts, I think is silly.
4: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Um, Nick Bosa's,
4: I I, I'm still skeptical on if Kyler Murray will go number one or not, but if he doesn't, Nick Bose is going to be the number one pick. And I feel like I haven't seen that guy play football in two years. And and it's where is lack of production? Where is, you know, questions about love for the game. You don't hear that with guys like, like him, um, for whatever reason, you're, you're hearing that a little bit more with Rashawn Gary. I, I don't know, man. Um, it's, It's interesting because I could see Rashawn Gary um, going anywhere. I I could see him going top five, but then I could see him also slipping, you know, to the back half of the first round. Like it's going to be fascinating. And the thing about this draft too, um, you know, at the top, you know, in terms of defensive linemen or or pass rushers, defensive tackles, he's not better than Nick Bosa just as a player, as a prospect. He's just not, not better than Quinn and Williams. Probably not better than Josh Allen. I don't think he's better than Montez sweat, but now there's the, the heart, you know, we saw what the heart issue thing did with Maurice Hurst. That guy's probably going to fall p- quite a bit. Um, if precedent, you know, kind of follows up uh, what we've seen in the past, but at Oliver, all those guys are in the top five, Brian Burns. So, you know, that top six players at, on the defensive line or pass rushers. I don't think Rashawn is, is better as a pro prospect. than Any of them are, but like I said, if if he could go somewhere, like, I'm just trying to think who, like who's, like, I don't think Minnesota would take him because they need offensive linemen, like, in the worst way. They need probably two of them in this draft. But if he could go somewhere, like, a, if Rashawn Gary could go somewhere and be in a rotation with, you know, Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter, Linvald Joseph, guys like that, and kind of rotate and not have to play right away, and then play for a red ass like Mike Zimmer, who just poops defensive talent. Like he's got to go somewhere with someone that's going to, that's going to challenge him. Um not, not saying that he wasn't challenged at Michigan, but um, I think it's, we're talking about fits and who will succeed where, you know, I kind of hope he slide for his career's sake, I kind of hope he slides a little bit. Cause I don't want to go see, I don't want Rashawn Gary to go play for the Buffalo bills. And then five years from now, he's out of football like I'd like to see him go play for you know the the Vikings the, the Packers the Steelers you know you name it the Seahawks so um it's it's complicated with him um
3: well you're a Lions fan Anthony you know I know you're right for the Vikings but but you are a you are a Lions fan would you like to see him in Detroit
4: I don't think he's a fit with them now I, I wouldn't hate it but after they signed Trey Flowers that Trey flowers role is kind of what I I would see him doing at the next level. Um, and they also have, they've got Damon Harrison in the middle. They have, uh, Deshaun hand who, mind you, he was only a four, he was a fourth round pick last year, but they think pretty highly of that guy. They traded the third round pick to move up into the fourth round to get him. Um, so I kind of feel like, I, I feel like they're more like, like if, if Ed Oliver was to slip to them, I could see that happening. If Quinn and Williams somehow slid to them, um, I don't think Rashawn Gary is, is really a fit for them. Um I don't know. It's uh, their their situation is fascinating because the Lions pick you could make the argument that anything they take there is justified because I don't think they have gaping holes everywhere. But they don't really have difference makers. Really, I mean, outside of Darius slate, obviously Trey Flowers now, but um god, even if can you imagine if they went quarterback what, what what would happen in this area, in this town. Uh, I don't know. If uh, th- what the Lions do to me when I look at this draft could wind up, could kind of set, you know how a player gets drafted and then there's a run on a certain position. Let's say they take Jonah Williams and then like f- the next four or five picks are offensive linemen. Then you're a team like Minnesota, you're like, Jesus, we need offensive linemen and none of them are left. So... The lions could I am fast. I'm always fascinated by them and and the cosmic suck that surrounds them. But (laughs) God, if, if they, the it's wide open for them to, to do some interesting things. Um, Rashad Gary for the lions though. I don't think so. I I think actually, I I was kind of dogging the Buffalo bills there. Uh, I would hate that Sean Sean McDermott's a, a pretty good defensive mind, a good head coach. Um, Yeah, I I think there are some teams that are like, you don't want to see him go to, you know, God, Tampa Bay or God forbid John Gruden gets his hands on him. Like I, I, that's, I don't talk, talk about a team that is fascinating. They sent all their scouts home over the weekend. So they're, they're something's afoot there. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyler Murray ends up in Oakland. That's a hot take.
3: Oh God. That would be awful. (laughs) That's
4: yeah, well quite the, the draft take, can be awful. That's
3: true. All right. Well you well speaking of you ready to draft?
4: Uh do we have any final thoughts on Michigan guys? Um what do we think about Chase Winovich? I mean uh, I let me let me pose this question to you. Um you two are both NFL GMs. You have to take one guy that's going to start on your defensive line next year. Next five years. Are you taking Gary or are you taking Winovich, oh, the guy who Gary, has the high motor? Gary all day. Gary all day.
3: Yeah. yeah, same here. Not even close. I, I Not think, even
4: close.
2: I think w- Winovich, uh, I think, okay, this is strange. I think Gary has a higher percentage chance of being a bust, but also a much, much higher percent chance of being a superstar. Yeah. So, for that reason, well, I mean, I, I'd go with him. Winovich the th- is
4: the safe pick. I would have no qualms taking him. I think he's a safe pick. I think he's one of those safe picks probably somewhere in the second round.
3: But, I mean, um, here's my, here's my thing, sure though. Either. In in those games that Rashawn Gary was out, like Chase Winovich put up what Rashawn Gary's numbers are when, when he plays. You know what I'm saying?
4: Right. Yeah, it's, it's – hey, these are the questions teams are going to ask themselves. And, and thank God I'm not running them because – my job and my ass isn't on the line here. I'm just <laughs> I'm just paid to talk about it. But uh, my my one final thought is Zach Gentry made a terrible mistake coming oh, out of this draft. Is he going to get picked? Answer. Yeah. Is he going to get picked? I don't – he might somewhere on day three, like late in day three, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get drafted at all. Like he doesn't – he's not athletic or athletic in terms of what the NFL deems athletic doesn't have good hands, doesn't block. Like, he's just kind of there. Uh, I haven't seen really any grades on him that are earlier than the sixth round or so. I don't see I don't see it with him. And maybe he may have felt... He may have been a guy that may have just fell out of favor uh, if he would have come back. Because talking about speed and space, he doesn't exactly have a whole lot of that. Uh, so, yeah, I... It, I it's a mistake, but on the other hand, it may not have been. I'm never going to dog a guy for going to make money. I won't dog any of these guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that was a mistake. And my other hot take is I think that Devin Bush will be drafted higher than than Sean Gary is.
3: So I, w- I want to point this out, too, just real quick, back to your point. So Sean Gary missed uh, the Maryland-Wisconsin-Michigan State games, right? And Chase Winovich yes. had, had a good year. He had uh, five, total, five total sacks. He had 15 and a half tackles for losses and 59 total tackles. In the three games Rashawn Gary missed, Maryland, he had two tackles. Wisconsin, he had four tackles. In Michigan State, he had four tackles, half a tackle for a loss in zero to sacks in those three games. So, by far, statistically, his three worst performances of the year when Rashawn Gary was out. And that's why, like, that's why when, it, when people talk about that, you know, the production, if. Chase Winovich played where Rashawn did. Rashawn was on Chase Winovich's side. I think Rashawn's numbers would look very, very good.
4: Okay, fair enough. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, like we talked about, those guys that are going to go early are the ones with the moldable tools, and he's got as much of the tools as, as anyone in this class. So I'm fascinated by him. I hope I hope he can go somewhere where they're able to unlock that. And and next week's show, we I'm excited to talk about where these guys end up and how they'll fit.
3: All right, we ready to draft?
4: I think so. All right,
3: let's do it. So we're doing our MCU draft, our Marvel Cinematic Universe draft, and we're we're filling out basketball teams. We got five plus a six-man coming off the bench. So we're going to go snake order. Anthony, uh, randomize the orders. What do we got, Anthony?
4: All right, so uh, I typed in our names in the order in which we spoke today um, or on the show. So Luke, you always intro us. Yep. I usually come in second. Chris comes in third. So I typed in our names in that order, and I'm pressing randomize right now. Uh, Chris has the first pick. I will have the second pick, and Luke, you'll have the third pick. All right. So it
3: literally just went reverse order. I respect that. Pretty much. <laughs>
4: hey, there's not a there's not a whole lot of variables. Yeah. here. There's only so <laughs> many things that can. Only so many things that can happen.
2: All righty. So let's let's start it off, Chris. All right, I'm going. This is my Zion Williamson here. Uh, tall. Uh, could play anywhere between the two and the four. Um, really strong. Give me Thor with the first pick. Ooh, okay.
3: All right, he is strong. He's he's a big boy. He's he could really stretch the floor. I feel like I like I like that. Could be almost like a stretch stretch four out there for you.
4: Okay, yeah. Uh, The strongest Avenger, as he put himself in
2: Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, a lot of confidence. Self-proclaimed strongest. All right.
3: Anthony, you're up.
4: Well, I think in order to build a championship team, um, you not only have to have the athleticism, the skills, the star power, but you have to have heart as well. Uh, And you have just an unrelenting desire to be great, and you will not be denied and told no. So my pick's going to be Captain America. he's, He's
3: a leader out there. I can... I, I like that. Floor general. All right, so I get two picks, and I'm, I'm going to start. I, I think the most important thing, and this has you know n- nothing to do with me being a point guard, but I think you have to have a good point guard to be a good team. Um, And I think maybe the best point guard out there, I got to go with Spider-Man because his handles and athleticism mm. off the charts. Uh, I'm a little worried about his recklessness, but I'm, I'm going Spider-Man and then I've got to shore up my defense. I need a rim protector, and i got to go with the guy that can literally extend his limbs as much as he wants. I'm going with Groot uh, as my rim protector out there. Good pick. Wow. Yes, i got to go with Groot didn't as my pick. rim protector.
4: There's going to be surprises in this draft on Thursday, and that I don't want to say that was a surprise, but I didn't expect Groot to go this early, but good call. Good call.
3: All righty, back, um, back to Anthony.
4: Well, man. This this one's tough because I'm going to talk my way through this here. Um, you've got a guy who's, there's a lot of power on your guys' team so far. Thor is as powerful as it gets. Uh, Groot can pretty much, like I said, good luck driving the paint on him. But sometimes you need a bully in the middle. And, and someone who's going to, when you piss him off, he's going to fight back. So uh, in order to offset your guys' size, I'm going to go with the Incredible Hulk.
3: It's a good one. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's a very, very good one because I, I could see, I could definitely see the whole kind of knocking down Groot, but uh, you know, I like it. I, I I am concerned about Hulk's coachability though.
4: <laughs> well, he's, we'll, we'll see about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I think that he's got, he's got a noble, he's got someone noble to look forward to or to look up to. Well, he's not looking up to him because he's like 15 feet tall, but um, Captain America is the moral compass and he'll, He'll keep, you know. Just remember from the Avengers when he goes Hulk, and then Smash Hulk. Yeah. Listen to him. So, I think I got the. You no, know, I was about to say something else, but it might give away one of my future picks if it's if it happens. Okay. So I'll just leave it. That's fair.
2: All right, Chris. Um, I need some speed. I'm gonna go. I already got Thor down low. Uh, give me Black Panther with my
3: next great pick. pick. really, I, I bet he could shoot too. Just seems like the kind of guy that can shoot. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. But you get two in a row. Yes. Uh this one this one's kind of tough. I'm gonna say Oh man. You know, I'm gonna go with one that I think is a good compliment with Thor and is underrated, uh, calm under pressure, sees the floor well. I'm going to go with Vision.
3: Ooh, oh, yes. Wow. Yep. I was I, I was thinking of oh. v- Vision to kind of offset the, the Hulk, Steve so I, I, I like it. I like it. All right, back to Anthony.
4: Well, um, what you need in any – if we're putting basketball teams together, you need – the NBA is a perimeter game now. you got to be able to hit shots from anywhere. Um, and I'm going to go with the most accurate shot there is. Uh, played 18 and he shot 18. I'm going to go with Hawkeye
2: all right is he yeah i was i was hoping he would fall and i could pick him up with a six man but yeah
3: i wasn't 100 percent sure you know how useful he is he kind of seems just like a regular ass dude without his his bow but i can i can respect it
4: it's
2: funny that well, i if made he played him 18, if if he played 18 and shot 18 he didn't do it with his bow so
3: that's fair yeah that's fair I guess I, I'm not as good as the comic book lore as you guys. I'm not
4: really I'm not really I'm not really a Hawkeye stan either. I actually like I think he's I don't really understand the fascination with him, but from a pure strategic standpoint, um I just need someone who could hit from the outside because um I have a feeling that my setter is probably more likely to like rip your throat out than he is like to grab a basketball. So Yeah. I just need someone to hit a big shot. I'm gonna go,
3: uh alright, so I need someone down low because I don't think Groot can really guard the Hulk. I, I think he's kind of like the the skinny five rim protector sort of guy. I need someone that can, that can, you know, defend Hulk in the post, maybe even take Hulk in the post. And I'm going with the guy that whooped his ass in infinity war. I'm going Thanos with, with my pick there. Oh,
2: our first, our first villain. Yes. Yeah. Are we, are we, are we allowing this?
3: Oh, it was, I, I
4: thought it, oh, I thought it was just anyone we in never, the MCU universe uh, or MCU. We never said like, we never really said, yeah, no, that's I mean, fair. Yeah. My sixth man could be, you know, Dr. Selvig running around Stonehenge naked. Like that, yeah. that would qualify. And then I
3: uh I've gotta go. I, I need some shooting. Uh Spider Man, I think he's probably a good shooter, but he's really good at getting to the rim. But I need a guy uh that can really play good two guard. And I think the guy with uh you know with the with the arm that can do it best. I'm going with Bucky. Bucky's gotta be my two guard. Winter Soldier. Yep. I dig it.
4: All right, Anthony back to you. Oh, I can't believe he's still on the board. But uh, I think what I need now is, is is someone who is explosive, getting to the rim, mm-hmm. getting the job done at both ends of the floor. Um, I can't believe he's still here, Iron Man. Like that's yeah. I know him. A little bit of a chance that him and Cap could be at odds. Uh, it might be a Kobe Shaq situation at some point. My <laughs> team might implode. Who knows? But um, hey, I need the. I, I need it. I'll take it.
2: I got the fan favorite. All right.
4: That's all that matters.
2: Exactly. All right. I need a point guard. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who can be undersized, but is very quick, very strong. Give me Ant-Man at the mm-hmm. point.
3: Very. Mm-hmm. That was that was probably going to be my point guard pick if one of you had taken Spider-Man. So I like the pick. What do, what do you got coming back at us?
2: Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, <sighs> I'm going to go with somebody who can make a lot of people miss. Obviously it's not football, but this is someone that uh, I'm sure can get to the rim. Probably has great handles. I'm going to go with Dr. Strange. That's what I,
3: I was thinking him because I feel like he can, he's got the ability to throw people like where he wants them. Like if someone's not in good position, he'll just like move them to a different part of the court.
4: So I I kind of like that pick.
3: Yeah, he could. Thank you.
4: Yeah. It's a good pick. This is difficult now because we're getting to the point where someone's going to get forgotten here because there's like 35 people that are realistically could be selected in this entire thing. Um, There's just so many characters. Um, Gosh, I'm going to start pandering here. I think, and I'm going to, I'm going to make this pick because I think it's going to piss off. Chris, I'm going to go with captain Marvel Mm -hmm. just because
2: (laughs) it could be a team chemistry issue. Just,
4: well, Hey, we'll see. I, I I like she's got she's got she's got the tools. She's a five tool player. He's the Yeah, for sure.
3: So I need uh I need a slasher. I feel like someone that can, you know, beat someone on the perimeter, someone who's guarding them closer, get to the rim, you know, slash and get a good pass from Spider Man. And I gotta go with someone who's extremely quick. I gotta go quick silver, uh coming up here as my as my wow. slasher.
4: It's an interesting one. I didn't think we'd get a quick silver. I, I, I often forget he exists. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's that's totally fair it, because he probably should. But anyways, uh, so I got to go coming off the bench. Right. And I got to get I got to get a good team guy, a good character guy. And from what I could tell in the movies, probably the only guy that. Well, I don't know actually if he ever played sports because he was pretty young when he was taken. But I'm gonna go Star Lord because he seems like he'd be a good character guy off the bench, and and probably he, he just looks like someone that's that's kind of an athlete. I'm going I'm going Star Lord as my sixth man coming off the bench.
4: I don't I I worry about that pick. I feel like Star Lord <laughs> could be like the J.R. Smith hit or miss man. He's um, streaky. I I know that he is streaky. Well, he could. I just remember the like, NBA Finals game where. J.R. Smith like dribbles out the ball. I forgot how much time it's left. Forgot like, the score. Yeah. Like that is you know, Star-Lord. They almost, they almost had Thanos beaten. And yeah. Star-Lord screwed yeah. up. So, but he's streaky. He um, can do a uh, lot of good. That's fine. That's, that is J.R. Smith. Yeah. You just described J.R. Smith. <laughs> um, this last one's difficult. Um, actually, I thought about going Star-Lord. So now I'm, I'm kind of thinking on the fly here. Um, You know, I'm kind of feeling the whole girl power thing right now. Um, give me the wasp.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, Take I thought I definitely.
4: I Did thought you, you were going Black Widow there. I thought about it, and, and you know what? I should have. Can I change my yeah. pick? No, I'm not going. Yeah, to sure. Because I was going to say. Um, we talked about how I'm going to change my pick. It'll be Black Widow. She's she could be a
3: defensive demon out there, man. She could she'll eat you up. Well,
4: that and. You know, she is the calming presence with with Hulk on the roster. It's like, hey big guy, son's getting Good real point. low. So
3: Yeah,
2: you kinda need that actually.
3: Yeah. That takes away my his coachability concerns.
4: Yep. There we go.
2: Uh for my last pick, I'm gonna go with one that I think gets overlooked, but is probably in the top five strongest uh characters in the MCU. Uh give me Scarlet Witch. Okay. Wanda. All right.
4: All right. I'm going to throw another wrinkle into this. One one final pick for the rest of us. Um, you have to pick a non-superpowered or non... I don't know if superpowered is the right word for it, but um, basically, we'll just call it a civilian to be your head coach. Deal. So can we I- could start that with Chris. Uh, all right. Are we starting with me? Uh, you know what? We'll go backwards. Luke, go ahead. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well,
3: I have to go with... Uh... Eric Selvig for that one, because he is probably (laughs) the smartest uh, in there. I I was thinking Nick Fury, but I'm definitely going Eric Selvig, because he'll come up with like some algorithm or theorem uh, of where guys need to be, the exact arc you need to put on shots to to maximize effectiveness. I'm definitely going Professor Eric Selvig.
4: (sighs) Might not wear pants
3: though. That could be. You know what? Uh, pants optional. Pants optional. With, with the way that the with the way the trend is going back to the short shorts, screw it. Pants optional.
4: Okay. Uh. Well, Chris, why don't you go ahead next? We'll just we'll just we'll
2: throw another wrench. In I there. mean, I feel like I have to go Nick Fury here. Um. I mean, he's the head of Shield. Uh. He, he's he's brought all these characters together. I think he'd be a perfect uh, perfect fit. So give me Fury. OK, um, I should have gone because that's who I would have picked. Um,
4: yeah, this is difficult. Um, I need a coach for this team. So I've got Captain America, Hulk, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Widow. You know what? He can't play uh, because he's paralyzed. But I like I like what he brings to the table and I think he's a voice of reason. Give me Rhodey. And his robot legs. OK, OK. All right. All right. So there we go.
3: I thought you should have, you know, I, I figured since, uh, him and Captain America get along. So well, I thought maybe you'd go with the defense secretary, but, uh, or secretary of defense there. Oh, uh, Rot, general yeah. Ross.
4: Nah, that dude yeah, sucks. No,
3: he really does. Uh, all right. Uh, so that, that was a good list, man. I enjoyed that.
4: Yeah. yeah. So we'll recap it real quick. Uh, Chris, uh, took Thor black Panther vision, Ant-Man, Dr. Strange, Scarlet, Witch coming off the bench, Nick Fury's his head coach. Uh, I went with Captain America, Hulk, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Widow off the bench, Rhodey is my coach, and Luke went with Spider-Man, Groot, Thanos, the only villain on this list, interesting, Uh, Winter Soldier, Quicksilver, Star Lord off the bench, and Doctor Selvig, uh, I, the pantsless. I, leader, I, I, I is, guess. I, I guess can. as
3: the psychological experiment goes, you can kind of just pencil me in as the, as the guy who will do anything to win. Apparently, even going over to the dark side.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have you. I mean, as far as we know, like Endgame hasn't come out. Like Thanos won. Like he's the only one's ever beaten any of these people. So he may Good just point. be like the. Uh, is he the Jor? Is he the Jordan of of the MCU? Right. Yeah. Just dunking on because all the other
3: yeah all the other villains pretty much got their ass kicked. So, hey.
4: yeah, most of them die like unceremoniously and and end up being pretty forgettable. Yeah. But they've been on a heater lately with, with those villains, especially Thanos. But as far as we know, we haven't seen Endgame yet. Uh, Thanos, uh, Thanos is is undefeated. And, so and far. I'm sure
3: we're gonna we're gonna throw this to uh to a Twitter vote. Let everyone vote on uh, who had the best teams.
4: Yeah, we will. Um, You guys might have to let me know positions afterwards, but I'll 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 make something up. Yeah, we'll we'll figure. I I got all my Uh, positions if you need them. Okay. Um, Wow, where do we go from here? I think we're not usually. Yeah, we don't have a lot to bring
3: the table this. No, I think I think that that'll pretty much do it. I say we wrap it up there because that was a fun segment. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Take us take well, us home. All right. Chris, you know the routine. Let us know where we can find you on social media.
2: Uh well, you can find me on Twitter. That's at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. There you'll find the link to my sorry. There you'll find the link to my uh YouTube page as well if you want to see on Instagram. Or correction. If you want to see me on Snapchat, it's the same as my Twitter handle. If you do want to see me on Instagram as well, uh, you can follow me there. Uh, Chris Castle ninety five. That's C H R I S C A S T L E ninety five. Give me a follow on all those platforms, and thanks a lot. All right, Anthony.
4: Well, you could find me if you're actually looking for me, because people might not see me this weekend. I will be in my house covering the NFL draft. So if you're actually looking for me, you're worried for about like not hearing from me, that's where I actually will be. But on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Follow our website at Maze and Brew, Twitter account at Brewcast Show. Uh, we're available everywhere podcasts are. Uh, if there's somewhere we're not available that, uh, well, you might not know, but if there's somewhere that we're not available that you'd like us to be, uh, we can certainly look into that. But uh, yeah, anywhere you get your podcast, Maze and Brew Podcasts, uh, like I said, we probably have, probably do a show next week and then it's probably gonna be a couple weeks off coming up for us. We're talking about it. Uh, so we the batteries as you guys need to as well. Um, but yeah, that's what's, uh, in the hopper for us and, um, excited for the draft, excited for end game, excited for pretty much this whole week. It's, it's going to be a good week. Uh, if the tree pollen can subside.
3: You can find me on Twitter at LukeGiardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Brewcast Show page at Brewcast Show. Pretty easy to remind yourself. Facebook as well, the Maze and Brew. Uh, Facebook's always going. And don't forget to check out com. we got a bunch of hard-working... Individuals Always putting up some good content for you. So go check out mazembrood.com. Review our podcast. Leave a leave a review. Leave a hopefully five-star rating. But if you don't like the show, leave a one-star rating. Just give us a give us a rating out there. Give us some feedback on the show. We surely appreciate it. And we will be back. Can't wait to recap the draft with you next week. So for my co-host, Anthony Brewmate and Chris Castellani, I'm Luke Giardi, And we'll see you next week on Brewcast.